Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here at the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. And today is the great day of Tuesday. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, Tuesday is a great day over here at the Black Healing Matters podcast because you know what that means. Anybody who's been around here for a while know what that means. It means it's Know Thy History Tuesdays where we dive into some beautiful, rich vestige of our African history, not just African American history, but the history of what black people on this planet were like before American chattel slavery. So we dive deep into African history every Tuesday here. Why do we do it? You say, because we want to instill a sense of pride and appreciation in our people So that when we see each other, we also understand that we are seeing kings and queens. We are seeing descendants of greatness. And so on this episode of Know Thy History Tuesdays, we are going to talk about, um, we're talking about a new empire today. But it's connected to what we've discussed in the past. So um, I think two Tuesdays ago, we talked, or three Tuesdays now, we talked about the Songhai Empire, which was around the the 14th century, I believe, before the Songhai Empire. But I believe it was the following week in our podcast, we talked about the Mali Empire with the king Mansa Musa, who was known as the richest man on the planet. Gave away all this gold that, you know, even messed up the economy. That's how much gold he gave away. Well, what was there before Mansa Musa and the Malian Empire? That's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So all these empires were in Western Africa. Yes, West Africa, where many slaves uh, that ended up in America and the Caribbean came from is the region where these great empires were located. So that's really why I chose to talk about them. But today we're going to talk about again what came before the Malian Empire and Mansa Musa and all the great kings of, of that um, empire. The Ghana Empire. And again, when we talk about these empires, we're not talking about the countries as they currently exist today. We're talking about regions in Western Africa. Now, again, these the countries that exist today are not not anywhere near exactly the same borders of the the empires that that bore their names in the past. And so, again, with today's topic, we're talking about the Ghana Empire which is not to be uh, misconstrued as the current day country of Ghana. It's a different thing altogether. But so instead of me actually uh, reading a <laughs> an article about this, as I usually do, uh, and we have story time, I decided to import a video I found on YouTube of a, of a brother that really um, shared the history and the culture of the Mal of the, sorry of the Ghana Empire 
so beautifully that I did not want to wreck it by trying to recreate it. So stay tuned here for today's Know That History Tuesday on the topic of the Ghana Empire, also known as Wagadu. Stay tuned. As always, Black Healing Matters family, stay blessed. I love you. Black Healing Matters. Y'all, your boy Home Team here. I'm back at it with another video of African history, culture, and worldview. Y'all already know what it is, man. I'm going to keep it Home Team all day, every day. But today I want to talk about the Ghana Empire. But before I get into that, I got a story for y'all. You know, like I said before, I make different presentations on African history to school kids in the D.C. area. And, you know, one day I was wearing, you know, my African continent chain. And... After my presentation, you know, I go and mingle with the kids and stuff like that. So one of the kids came up to me. He was like, yo, I love this chain. Like, this is so cool. What is this, Florida? Now, after I had like a multitude of emotions that arose among me and I was able to cage up my pain, I told him very calmly I was able to speak. I said, yo, this is not Florida. <laughs> this is not Texas. This is Africa. Guys, this is why I do what I do. But anyway, let's get into it. The Ghana Empire. The Ghana Empire was a part of modern-day southeastern Mauritania and western Mali. Now, basically, the Ghana that we know today is not the Ghana Empire of the past. Now, a lot of Akan people in Ghana would be like, Yo, you know, we're the ancestors of the Ghana Empire, but that's not, that's not really the case. One scholar in particular, this African scholar, he said, Yo, these European scholars and these Arab scholars were kind of downplayed the territorial region of Ghana. And he sourced this one Arab scholar in the past who said that Ghana was in control of these gold deposits or these gold mines in, you know, most of West Africa. And they pretty much dominated in that region. With no competition at all. If this one Arab scholar is true, then Ghana was pretty huge. And that's what this one African scholar is saying about the territorial region of Ghana. And basically the origin of Ghana is not really well known. It's kind of mysterious, but modern day scholars pretty much say that the Sonika people were the originators of the Ghana Empire. Now the Sonika people are significant because the Sonika people were one of the first people, or they're believed to be one of the first people, that used iron in that region. Now, because they were able to use iron, they were able to conquer other African groups and incorporate them into the larger Ghana Empire. The unique thing about Ghana was that it was, it was a homegrown society without any influence from Islam in its origin. And that's one of the most special things about Ghana and it's important to Africa and African history as a whole. These Ghanaian people domesticated camels and were able to trade with people in the Middle East and even in Europe. And they dominated that region and they were able to travel and traverse through the Trans-Saharan region because of this domestication of the camel. And so these 
Ghanaian people were known for trading their gold for salt. And they were so wealthy because they had all the gold deposits. And that's one of the reasons why Mali was so rich in gold because it kind of inherited all the gold from the previous dynasty, the previous empire in Ghana. And so somebody, somebody would, you know, would look at this history and be like, yo, why in the world would Ghana, these Ghanaian people, trade gold for salt? But we got to remember, yo, like, without salt, food would be pretty, pretty much lame. And you need salt to survive. So that was a very important thing in, you know, their history and their culture. And it was very smart to trade gold for salt because they had plenty of it. A lot of what we know about Ghana comes from these Arab scholars and these Arab travelers to that region. Now, these Arab travelers would say, yo, like, on a spot of a dime, man, like, these Ghanaians can call together a military unit of over 200,000 people, 40,000 of them being just straight archers. And they also had cavalry as well. Now, the Arabs themselves were the first to call that empire or that region Ghana. But Ghana is just a title for the king in those regions. It, it, it wasn't necessarily the name of, you know, the empire. The indigenous name of that empire was Wagadu. Ghana, like I said, is just a title for the king. And historically, a lot of foreigners who come into Africa, they have a tendency to change up the names or even mistakenly change up the names. Like for example, when the Portuguese went down to Angola and they saw the kings down there were called Angola. And so the Portuguese would say to themselves, oh, okay, this is Angola. And that's how we know of Angola today because of these Portuguese and other foreign travelers that come to Africa and change up the name just like with the Arabs. So we got to be honest with ourselves. The, the Ghana Empire was overwhelmingly obsessed with gold and to be honest you know they had a good reason to because that's where their wealth came from and that's how they became such a prolific society because of their gold. And so these Arab scholars and these travelers would look at this and they would say, yo, these Ghanaians have so much gold, man. Like, they would put it on their dogs, on their horses, even on their weapons, like their shields and the swords. And these Negroes would even put it on their hair. And so these Arab scholars were in awe of this. And one Arab traveler in particular, his name was Ibn Hakel. He said, yo... The kings of Ghana are so rich that they have to be the richest and wealthiest dudes on the face of this planet. Now, those are very strong words coming from these Arab travelers and scholars. Because when they look on the Ghana Empire, they see all this wealth and they see all this land. And they see them, these black Africans, succeeding in trade. And these Ghanaian kings would welcome these foreigners, these Arabs, with, with, with open arms. And these Arab travelers would be in awe of this because they were so welcoming. And one of the reasons why these Ghanaians were so welcoming to these Arab travelers is because they were making so much money off these dudes, man. These Ghanaian kings, what they would do is they would tax the heck out of these Arab travelers. They'd be like, okay, you can build your little mosque over here 
and you can have your people and bring your religion and you can trade with us but I'm gonna tax the heck out of you and you're welcome with open arms so basically these Ghanaian kings was they were pretty slick and you know in what they would do to uh, these Arab travelers and these Arab travelers were in awe of these guys man and they would talk about them frequently and honestly that's one of the reasons for you know the Ghana Empire's downfalls because of all this influence from Islam into the area they kinda let in and over time just like all empires the Ghana Empire fell because the Africans in that area started to embrace Islam and incorporated incorporated it into their philosophy and one of the theories as to why the Ghana Empire fell is because the Almoravid movement this Muslim resurrection uh, of Islam in this area kind of engulfed the Ghana Empire and that's why you know they say it fell or you know it was conquered by these Almoravids and later the Mali Empire took over. I'm all out for you guys today and I want you guys to you know do some more research um, comment subscribe get some gold <laughs> do your thing know thyself remember your ancestors peace Hello, hello, Danielle from Black Healing Matters. I'd like to say thank you very much for your wonderful comments. It really touched my soul to know that there are people out there besides people with lupus who care. And I'm glad that you took a moment to listen to what I have to say. Please know that I'm not just going to groan on about lupus. There are other things that I do plan on touching on, such as autism and, and diabetes and things like that. So do stay tuned. This is the Guru Lupus Warrior signing out, wishing you love, peace, happiness, and most of all, hope. God loves you. I love you. And most of all, love yourself and keep pushing on Black Healing Matters. I wish you success in everything that you do. God bless. Hi, Danielle from Black Healing Matters. Thank you so much for the call in. Wow. You know, this conversation has taken on a personality of its own. First, you know, we talked about list making and more surface things about, um, you know, overwhelm and just avoidance behaviors. And then as people called in, we talked about um, setting goals and, and order of importance and priorities. Uh, Boss Bay Philosophy called in and got us now talking about organization. And you call today and start talking about trust. Wow. The conversation is definitely about to be enriched by your perspective. So thanks so much for calling in. Um, callers, you know, what are your thoughts? Let's keep the conversation going. We're talking procrastination. I'm New Epps, the process pro, entrepreneur, and small biz coach. Good morning. I would say good morning, but it's afternoon for you, Miss Danielle. It is your right morning for me. It's Kadra, of course. Uh, what well, it is now five after five in the morning. Um, 
over here in the States. So it is an early start. I start about this time every day, if not a little bit earlier. And uh, so it's just me and the deer out here playing around in the dark cruising. So I, I appreciate you calling back in, Danielle. Um, I did think about you. I really appreciate your content. I really appreciate what you did over uh, Kwanzaa with those days of Kwanzaa, truly. As someone that doesn't know a lot about Kwanzaa, truthfully, pretty much nothing. Everything I learned was through what I picked up this year, honestly. So I, I really appreciate that. I really enjoy your podcast. And I'm not just saying that to be friendly. I'm saying that to be honest. Hold on. I'm saying that to be honest. You really, uh, you put your heart and soul in that and you can feel it coming through. You can see it on your live videos. You can hear it in your voice. So I truly appreciate uh, what you do. And I'm sorry to hear about, you know, uh, in that one Facebook group uh, post that you put up, the trial you went through at the bank. Um, that really touched me. I'm sorry you went through that as someone who uh, goes through that over here. Um, I, I, I completely, and I don't even know how to put it in words, but I understand. And I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry that people are just not understanding of how life is or what it really is now. So, I mean, I ran out of time. I don't want to beat you off. I know you're probably still working. So you have a good one.